think we've ever lost power in the middle of service like that before. That's new. Everything went out, so our uh, live stream went down, so hopefully they'll have that up here soon. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. That, uh, that's new. Everything blip. You don't realize how much electronics you have until they all disappear. Well, how many of you are glad that Jesus never changes? I am. Amen. All right, a few of you. Good. Thank you. So no matter what the year is like, Jesus never changes. And that means Christmas never changes because we're celebrating Jesus who never changes, right? So we started a new series last Sunday called Travel Light. And we're talking about getting rid of the stuff that kind of weighs us down, especially around Christmas. Uh, As we come into the Christmas season, we're celebrating what? Christ's birth, right? We're celebrating that Jesus came to earth for us to die for us. And so sometimes we bring a lot of stuff into that season with us. Last week, we talked about getting rid of some of the stuff in our lives, the actual physical stuff that weighs us down, stuff that can distract us from living the life that Jesus desires for us to live. Today, we're going to talk about getting rid of some distractions. Now, how many of you have a short attention span? Yeah. <laughs> You ever seen that movie Up where the dog all the way through the movie says, Squirrel! I live that every single day. Like, that is my existence. Like, what? what? Shiny thing, you know? Uh, and some of us live that way our entire lives. And so we have to really focus. Living the life of Christ, there's a lot of stuff that wants to distract us. Uh, I've heard one guy say, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll keep you busy. He'll distract you. Uh, and so... There was a story that I enjoy about a, a husband and wife. They've been married a long time, and they were shopping for Christmas presents in the mall. And, you know, guys, you kind of go, oh. Well, they'd been there quite a long time, and the man disappeared. <laughs> he just was gone. She turned around, and he was gone. So his wife called, and she said, hey, where have you been? And he said, well, remember that little jewelry store over in the corner of the mall? And she's like, well, I think so. And he said, well, remember about 10 years ago, you found that necklace that you loved, and we just couldn't afford it? And I told you that one of these days, we were going to be to the point where I could buy you that necklace. You said, yes, honey, I remember that. And he said, well, I'm at Sears next door to that store. So <laughs> that man's dead. There's another word for that. But you know, I love all the stuff that we use to celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas music. I love decorations. I love the music, the song, the food, the food, you know. I love all those things, but how many of you know sometimes that stuff can distract us from the real purpose of Christmas? Sometimes the act of celebrating can actually distract us from the celebrating. And so we're going to talk today about not necessarily good versus bad, but good versus best in our lives following Jesus. Because sometimes it doesn't come down to, is this right or wrong? It comes down to, which one's the best? So if you have your Bibles, we're going to look in Luke chapter 10. Uh, if you guys are watching online, thanks for coming back uh, after our power blip there. And uh, if you have a smart device that has the Uversion Bible app, the notes are there under the events tab as well. But we're going to go to Luke chapter 10. And this is a great story that many of you have probably heard many times. But Jesus' disciples were traveling. They were out doing, doing work. Jesus had been teaching. He just taught about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Many of us has heard. And then starting at verse 38, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. 
Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet. Now, this family is really close to Jesus. Their brother Lazarus is one of Jesus' really close friends, that same Lazarus that died and was raised from the dead. So these are friends of Jesus, and Jesus is going to go hanging out at their house for a while, and they were having a dinner party. Now, any of you that ever have had dinner parties know dinner parties mean what? Work. Yeah, food. Yeah, definitely. I like your thinking. They also mean work. If you're the, especially if you're the host, it means a lot of work. So Martha welcomed her in. Verse 39, her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was, say that word with me, distracted. Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, now, you've got to say this in the right voice. Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. You parents have heard that tone before, right? Tell him to help me. Tell her to help me. It's not fair, right? We've all heard that. Now listen to what Jesus says. Now this is not a, a case of right versus wrong. This is a case of good versus best. Listen to what he says to her. My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details, but the one thing is worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Mary has found the best thing, and the best thing was spending time with Jesus. So Martha's saying, I want help. I am distracted. I am frustrated. I'm trying to get all this done, and my sister is just listening to you talk. And Jesus said, she's found the best thing. Now, how many of you are Marthas? You're detail people, right? We thank God for Marthas. We need Marthas. <laughs> if it wasn't for you guys, we would be celebrating Christmas with an aluminum pole set up in the living room and nothing else, right? We would have no decorations. We would have no food. We'd have, the presents would be in Walmart bags sitting on the ground, right? Marthas do all the detail work. We need Marthas. But sometimes, Martha people can become distracted people. Martha people can be people who get distracted from the real reason you're there, right? And so how do we, and we can all be Marthas at some point in our lives. We all get distracted. So how do we live lives where we choose the best over simply the good? Because what Martha was doing was good, but Mary found the best. So, Lord, I pray today you would help us to focus on what's best, to live our lives focused on you and not get distracted by all the shiny things and all the details, which are important. Lord, help us to live lives for the best for you, the best we can, in Jesus' name, amen. So, how do we do this? How do we fight these distractions and focus on what's on the best? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to diminish distractions, Distractions are out there. Distractions are going to come. I have a dog that's about this big. He thinks he's this big. You know how that works, right? But we have a squirrel feeder in front of our house. And my dog can lay there and he can hear a squirrel no matter what room he's in. I don't know how he does it. Like he'll be sitting there on your lap, you know, you're reading a book, you're watching a movie, and he just goes, <gasps> and he has to run to the front door and bark. And it doesn't bother the squirrels at all. The squirrels are like, whatever, you know, you're the same size I am. You're not scaring me. But he can never focus because of squirrels, right? And we're all there. We know the squirrels exist. We know the squirrels are going to be there. But we all have to learn how to focus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Paul was talking to the church in Corinth about marriage. 
Now, marriage is not what we're talking about here, but the principle applies. He was talking to the church, and he was talking about some people are made to be married and some people are made to be single, and he said either one is fine, but he says this, I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. He was talking about choosing to be married or not, but that principle really carries over into every part of our lives. We want to serve the Lord the best we can with the fewest distractions, so sometimes we have to diminish these distractions, so we have to find out what's keeping us from focusing on the best in our lives, on serving Jesus best. What are some of our biggest distractions nowadays? Media? Media, music, probably, I would have to say, these things, right? <laughs> Cell phones are the, probably one of the biggest distractors out there, and these things are amazing. Those of you who remember technology, remember our first computers were enormous, you know, and they had like 200 megs of RAM, and now we've got terabytes, and you know, I remember having a, I had to have, when I was in college, I had to have a computer desk, you know, because you had to have the big monitor and the big tower and all that. Our phones now can do all that stuff. And these are fantastic. Amy and I were out of town this weekend. We went on a little retreat. We were able to FaceTime with our kids. We could video talk to our kids and still do our devotions with our kids through the phone. It was really cool. But these things can also be enormous distractions. Enormous distractions. On the average, millennials, this is people in Pastor Kenny's age group. He loves being labeled as a millennial. But I read a study, millennials, this, the age group that's under me, the generation that came after my generation, they spend an average of two hours and 38 minutes a day on social media. Nothing else on their phone, just social media, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, TikTok, all these different things they use. Two and a half hours just on that, that's not counting text messages, emails, you know, this generation doesn't really email that much, but emails watching TV, watching YouTube videos, none of that counts. That's just social media. Two and a half hours a day scrolling through that stuff. That means if they keep that up, they're going to spend six and a half years of their lives on social media. Years of their lives. on so The average student, the average high school and middle school students today spend over an hour and a half, between one and two hours on social media. That's not counting homework. That's not counting hobbies or sports or practices or any of those other things. That's just that. Entertainment, you know, watching TV, my generation, playing video games, right? Uh, other generations, watching movies, doing different things. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but it can all be what? A distraction. And guys, I can't tell you how many times people come and, and they'll say, Pastor, I don't know why my spiritual life isn't growing. <laughs> and I'll say, well... How's your Bible study and prayer time every day? Well, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Now, I'm not as, uh, as upfront as some other pastors. I've had other pastors be like, well, how many TV shows do you watch a day? Uh, let's add that up. You know, how much time do you spend on social media? Let's add that up, right? So we, have, we make time for what's important to us, right? So what do these things keep us from? What do these distractions do? They keep us from relationships with people, they can keep us from our relationship with God. They can keep us from growing in that. They can keep us from doing things that help our spiritual life. So they can keep us from what's best. These things can all be good. They can also be bad. 
but they can be good, but they can keep us from what's best. So we need to learn to eliminate some of those things. We have to find ways to avoid those distractions. We have to find ways to avoid these things that keep us from our best. That means sometimes we need to set limits. I know my kids' phones, I have limits on there. Once you hit your time limit, it shuts off. You can't go past that on that thing. Some of us need that on ourselves. Once we do this, you know, we have to stop. That means we, sometimes that might be things. That might be apps. We might need to put time limits on PlayStations or time limits on whatever it is. We have to put a limit on those distractions. That means sometimes we have to turn the TV off and read a book or put our phone in our pocket. Maybe at dinner time, you have a no cell phone policy at the dinner table. Everybody puts their phones away. You know, whatever that is, whatever that means for you. There's a great book that C.S. Lewis wrote years ago called The Screwtape Letters. Some of you have probably read it. It's a fiction book, uh, but it's about a demon who is assigned to a guy to keep him from following Jesus. That's the whole point. It's a really funny book if you've ever read it. And there's this really funny line in there where the demon says, you know, what do I do with this guy? And the devil says, if you want to keep him from following Jesus, just keep him busy. It says, you don't have to make him do anything bad, just keep him busy. And so a lot of us fall into that trap. We get so busy doing things, even doing things for God, that we forget to be with God. Martha was serving Jesus. She was doing something good to serve him, but she forgot to be with him. So sometimes we need to learn to find ways to avoid those distractions, and we can find people to help us stay focused. We all need friends who can help us stay focused. That's what a church family does, right? A church family can help us stay focused. Good friends can help us stay focused. They can help us do the things we need to do. And you know, guys, sometimes that means we need to find people and say, hey, will you help me? You can do devotions together on YouVersion. This is a cool thing. I know my daughter does this with some friends. You can do these devotions together where you send them an invitation and it shows each person when they've done that devotion for the day. They spent time with God that day. And then if you don't, you say, hey, notice you, you missed this for a couple days. It helps us. Sometimes we have to get rid of some relationships, right? Sometimes we, there are people we just can't hang out with because they distract us. Maybe they keep us from doing the best things. They may keep us from going to church. They may keep us from time we should have with our friends and family that are there. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, Solomon writes this line. He says, walk with the wise and become wise, but associate with fools and get into trouble. Walk with the wise and you'll become wise. If you walk with fools, you're going to get yourself into trouble. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, Paul says, bad company corrupts good character. So we need to find people who will help us stay focused and maybe move away from some people who distract us. Now, I'm not saying don't have friends that don't know Jesus. We all need those friends so we can lead them to Jesus. But we need to make sure the people we spend the most time with are people who are going to encourage us, people who are going to build us up. People who are going to do things and, and move us to where we're trying to get. So, so we need to find those things that distract us. And then we need to really focus on what's important. Focus on the things that are important. And now you're like, wow, this is groundbreaking. <laughs> but we all need to be reminded. Focus on the things that are important. 
I love this passage in Proverbs chapter 4. Solomon, who was the king of Israel, one of the wisest men to ever live, wrote this passage to his son. The book of Proverbs was a book written to his son to help him in life as he was coming of age. And listen to what he says. Proverbs chapter 4, this is verses 25 to 27 in the New Living Translation. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. In other words, keep focused on where you're going. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. So what is he saying? If you want to be successful in life, if you want to do the things that are best, you want your relationship with God to grow, you want to live a life, that life that you really want, he said you've got to stay focused. You have to stay focused. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get pulled left and right. So that means we need to do the things that are best. We need to focus more on what matters. We all know the story in Matthew chapter 14 where Jesus walked out to the disciples in the middle of a storm. They were in a boat in the middle of the lake, and it was storming, and the wind was raging, and they thought it was a ghost, and Jesus said, no, it's me. And then Peter said, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out and walk to you on the water. And Jesus said, all right, come on out. So Peter steps out of the boat, and he starts walking on the water. Pretty amazing thing, right? He was doing great until he got what? Anybody remember? He got distracted. He got distracted by all the wind and the waves, and when he started looking at the storm, he started to sink. And Jesus pulled him up out of the water, you know, (coughs) and got him back in the boat, right? You remember what Jesus said? Why are you so afraid? Why did you doubt? You were doing fine. And then you got distracted. And guys, I can't tell you how many people come to Christ, they're in a relationship with God, they're doing great, life is going well, and then they get what? They get distracted. They start going off path onto the stuff they were in before, and what happens? Their life goes back to the way it was before. And I said, well, this God thing just doesn't work. (laughs) Well, it was working great until you got distracted. So we need to focus more on the things that matter. Focus more on what really matters. And guys, some of us, we wonder why our lives are sinking. Why is life not going the way I want to? Why am I not following Jesus the way I was? Why am I not hearing him talk to me? Why do I feel so much stress and pressure? Well, a lot of times it's because we are distracted. We're looking at all the squirrels and all the shiny things, right? Instead of focusing on the things that really matter. Now, I'm not saying you need to read your Bible 24 hours a day and never go out and have fun with your friends or anything like that. I'm saying we have to keep focused on what really matters. Jesus said, focus on the kingdom, right? Put him and his kingdom first, and all these other things will be added to you. So, but we need to stay focused. And guys, we all have things in life that are urgent. And then there are things that are important. And the urgent things scream really loud, right? And a lot of times the important things are pretty quiet. We have to focus on those things that are important, but sometimes we get so focused on the urgent things that are screaming really loud, we miss out on the things that are really important. So we need to focus more on what matters, and then we need to do more of what matters. Do more of those things of what matters. Find those priorities and really focus on those things. Yeah, I need to set aside time every day to spend time with God. I need to read my Bible every day. I need to spend time with God every single day. That's important. 
But you know, there are things that scream a lot louder than that, aren't there? Homework screams really loud. Video games scream really loud. Social media screams really loud. Did somebody like my post? Did somebody share my post? Did anybody, you know, all those things. That stuff can scream really loud and it can really drown out the things that are important. So we need to do more of those things that are important. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, the writer says, Since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So, guys, sometimes we need to put aside some of this stuff that distracts us. We can really focus on the things that are important. Sometimes we have to get rid of some hobbies or some things or maybe some relationships. We need to move to the side and not spend as much time with those people because they're distracting us. And we have to really focus on our relationship with God, focus on doing the things that really matter. So we do more of what matters and we do less of what doesn't. And so guys, sometimes there's this word that we all hate, (laughs) but it's a really important word, boundaries. Sometimes we have to set boundaries on things because you know there's stuff that's good but it's not best and so sometimes we have to set some boundaries around things so that we don't get so distracted so we don't get so focused on all the stuff that screams really loud but it's not really that important and i know like you're like pastor you're really preaching this at christmas time yeah (laughs) i know it's hard you know on black friday people spend truckloads of money on things that are good, but maybe they're not the best. And this applies to every area of our lives. Yeah, we're talking about keeping our relationship with God strong, but this works with homework and college and all these things. We have to focus on the things that are most important and not so much on the things that maybe aren't. Sometimes it comes down to a choice of, do I get to do this or do I get to do this? You know, I know uh, sometimes parents have to say, yeah, you can't do that sport because it's always on Sundays. You need to, this is more important. Okay, you can't do that extracurricular activity because it happens on Wednesday nights and, and church is more important. Yeah, I want to do this, but I can't do that. We have to pick the things that are most important. So sometimes we have to get rid of a few things. We have to learn to say no to some things. And no is a really hard word for me, personally. I'm one of those people, I want everyone to be happy. You know, I want everybody to smile and be happy and, you know, all that things. And, and when you have to say no, people aren't always happy with that. But I've had to learn in my own life, people say, hey, can you do this? I look at, yeah, that's good. But if I do that, I'm giving up something that's better. So I have to say no. And I've had to learn that. It's really hard for me. But I've had to learn to say no to things. I can't get involved in that. I would love to. It's great. It's good. But I can't because this is more important. And so you're going to have people that come into your life and they say, hey, come get involved in this. I said, well, that conflicts with this, and this is what I'm really focused on, so I can't. I'm sorry. We have to learn to say no. We have to learn to set boundaries. We have people in our lives that are constantly wanting things from us, and sometimes that person's not the best for us. We have to say, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to set a little boundary over here. I can't do that with you right now because this is more important. And then we need to find our purpose find our purpose find what it is that god wants us to really focus on at this stage in our lives and we know focusing on our relationship with god is the most important that's all of our lives 
But then we all have seasons in our lives where different things are more important than others. Some of you are in a season of your life right now where raising your kids to follow Jesus is the most important part right now. Besides your relationship with God and your marriage, then your kids are important. Some of you are in a stage of your life where college is really important right now. Some of you are in a stage of life where this part of my career is really important right now. Some of you are in a position where, you know, I'm retired and, and I want to do this ministry. This is super important right now. So whatever it is, find your purpose. In Matthew 6, Jesus says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and then he'll give you everything you need. And so when we live with purpose, we give in to fewer distractions. When I'm living for what I'm supposed to be living for, other things don't distract me quite as much. When I'm doing that thing I'm supposed to be doing. I love the book of Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah was a guy who was high up in the organization, and he was a he was a Jew, and Jerusalem had been destroyed, and he was exiled, and the king really liked him, and he was way up in the king's organization, and then he, he found out that his city had been destroyed, and the walls of Jerusalem were down, and he felt horrible. He said, this needs to be fixed, and so the king said, yeah, go ahead, go back, fix the walls, and the walls of Jerusalem were huge. They were thick, and he was trying to rebuild those walls so the city couldn't get attacked again, and when the people who lived around Jerusalem found out, were they happy about this? No. I said, we don't want them to rebuild the walls because then the city's going to get strong again and they're going to take over their area again. And we don't want that. So you know what happened? He did this incredible thing where they actually rebuilt these walls in like 56 days. I mean, it's an incredible thing. Shouldn't have been able to happen. It was a miraculous thing. But Nehemiah was an organizer. And he was also a man who talked to God a lot. He, he prayed a lot. So while he was working on the walls, you know what the enemies of Israel tried to do? They tried to distract him. They sent letters, and they said, hey, come meet with us. <laughs> and they were going to ambush him. He knew that. Hey, we're going to tell the king on you. You shouldn't be doing this. I said, yeah, go ahead. Listen to what he says. In Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 3, they said, hey, come meet with us. We want to talk to you. We want to have a meeting. And he said this, I'm engaged in a great work, so I can't come. Why should I stop working to come and meet with you? Some of you need to go into your Bible app and copy that and just send that in emails. <laughs> I'm doing a great work. I can't meet with you right now. Sorry. Why should I stop working to come meet with you? <laughs> that would work really well. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 6. Right? <laughs> but he knew what his purpose was. At this point in my life, this thing is super important. I can't get distracted. I can't be pulled away to do these other things. It's easy to get sidetracked. But when we live with purpose, we give in a fewer distractions. When we live with purpose, it's easier to stay focused because I know what I'm doing. It's easy to drift when I'm not focused on what I'm supposed to be doing. And so, guys, there's a lot of good stuff out there. There are a lot of great things we can be involved in. There are a lot of bad things out there that are vying for our attention. But we have to stay focused. We have to keep our relationship with God, number one. Our family, number two. All the other stuff comes, number three. But we need to really stay focused because, guys, everything out there is going to try to pull you away from the things that are the most important. Satan doesn't want you spending time with God. Satan doesn't want you investing in your family. He wants you, what? Distracted. He's going to try to pull all these things out. When we, when we live with purpose, it's easier to stay focused. And when we live with purpose... We won't allow the noise to distract us 
from the sound of his voice. I love this story in 1 Kings chapter 19. Elijah had just had this incredible victory. He had all these false prophets were out there and they were all um, doing, all, doing their thing. And so he had this big showdown with them. It's a great story, 1 Kings chapter 18. It is. And so you can read about it. And so he actually calls down fire from heaven and it consumes this altar that he built. And then he gets threatened. The king, Queen Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you. And he says, oh. And so he leaves and he goes out in the desert and he's really frustrated. He's really tired. And God says, you need to rest. And so he rests. He takes a nap. Naps are biblical. It's a good thing, right? He ate. Ate a snack. Snacks are biblical, right? And he took a nap again. And then he went out and he met alone with God. And he wanted to hear God's voice. And here's the funny thing. In 1 Kings chapter 19, you can look this up later, verses 11 to 13, God said, I'm going to speak to you. So there's this huge wind storm that came, and it tore rocks apart, and it says God's voice wasn't in the wind. And then there was a big earthquake. God's voice wasn't in an earthquake. There was fire. God's voice wasn't in the fire. God's voice came as, anybody remember? A still, small voice, a whisper. God spoke to him. God's voice spoke, but it was quiet. He had to get quiet to hear it. And guys, there are so many things in our lives right now that are so loud, right? So many things want our attention. Our phones beep all day long, right? People are always trying to get our attention. Apps are always trying to get our attention. ESPN is always trying to get my attention, right? I have turned the notifications off on that. Otherwise, it's like all day I'm looking. The news. Guys, news is everywhere. It used to be you had to go look for news. Now news comes to us all the time. We have to... We have to focus, guys. We have to get rid of some of those distractions and really focus on what's important. Because things that are urgent are going to scream, but urgent may not necessarily mean important. Because the things that are important are quiet. You have to look for them. Those of you who have young kids in their house, you realize they grow up really, really quickly, right? Those of you who have kids out of the house, you say, wow, it happens really fast. You have them for a certain amount of time and God wants you to invest in them while you have them, right? Some of you get, we, we, it's so easy for us to get so distracted by our careers that we forget to focus on our families. Some of us get so focused on our family, we forget to spend time with God. So these things that are so important, we have to keep focused on them, and we have to say no to some things. We have to set some boundaries. So as we come into Christmas, guys, there's going to be lots of things that are trying to distract us from really celebrating the birth of Christ. Things that are good, but they're not necessarily the best. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up this morning. And if you're physically able this morning, would you stand with me? And if you're at home, would you uh, maybe stand, you know, maybe put down the footrest or whatever, whatever helps you focus better. See that? Distractions. So we're going to pray this morning. Now I'm going to ask you just to close yourself off of God this morning and we're going to listen for his voice this morning. We're going to listen to what he says because God wants to speak to each and every one of us. He doesn't just speak to certain people and not others. He speaks to all of us. The trick is we have to learn how to listen. We have to learn how to get rid of distractions and focus on what he's saying to us. So, Lord, we come this morning we thank you that you're a God who is still speaking to us today. You're God who wants the best for us, and you want us to serve you with our whole hearts. But Lord, there are so many distractions out there that keep us from doing that. 
There's so many things that scream for our attention. Good things, bad things, all kinds of stuff just screams for our attention. And it's so easy to lose what's best in the midst of things that are good. So I pray this morning that you would help us to shut out all the distractions, all the things that keep us from focusing on you and really listen to your voice this morning. Lord, I pray that you would speak in that still small voice into our hearts today and show us what's best. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm going to ask you to just get along with God right now. Whether you're at home, whether you're here, maybe you're at work, listening at work, uh, but just listening to the voice of God this morning. If you're here and you say, you know, Pastor X, I don't have that relationship with Christ that you're talking about. I don't hear his voice because I don't have a relationship with him, but I want to do that today. I want this Christmas to be the first one that I spend in a relationship with God, not just a religion, but in a real relationship with God. And he invites us into that. He says, I know that you made mistakes, but I came. Jesus came at Christmas to give his life for us, to forgive us of all the sins that we've done. And all it takes is just saying, you know what, I acknowledge that, and I'm sorry for that. So I'm going to ask you to show yourself in with the Lord this morning, and if you want to do that, you say, I want to have that relationship with God, I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up right where you're at. We're not going to call you out, we're not going to point at you. So what we're going to do this morning is we're going to say a prayer. I'm going to ask you at home, those of you here in person, to say this prayer with me. We're all going to say it together so we don't single people out. And this is just you talking to the Lord and saying, I want to start a relationship with you today. So all around the room, all across the internet, would you say this with me? Dear Jesus, thank you so much for coming as a baby at Christmas time to give your life for me, for my mistakes. And I admit that I've made mistakes. Please forgive me for that. Come into my life. Make me new. Help me to live for you each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you prayed that prayer, the Bible says you are a brand new person inside. God has forgiven all the old stuff and made you new. Now, I'm going to ask this morning, if you're here today, if you're here online and you're listening, and you say, you know what? This is me. I get so distracted. I get distracted by bad things. I get distracted by good things. I lose sight of the best things. And I just want God to help me to focus more. This year, I want to eliminate these distractions. And this Christmas, I want to really focus on growing my relationship with Him and focusing on the things in my life that are best instead of just things that are good. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up? We're going to pray this morning. Father, I pray for all these today that raise their hands. I pray you would help us to focus on you and to eliminate these distractions, to learn to set boundaries, and to focus on things that are important, a relationship with you, the things that are important in our lives and not just the things that are screaming urgent. Lord, help us to focus on you this Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.